The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Now, if you've been following the research and content we've been producing at Cognolytica, then you probably saw that we released a huge classification of the AI vendor ecosystem. We thought it was important to do this because most of the classifications that we've seen in the market really aren't that great. The way that they classify vendors is very confusing and sometimes arbitrary in their approach. They lump vendors together that don't even solve the same problems, a lot of apples and oranges comparisons here, or even have very little in common. A lot of the vendor charts that you see are just a big mishmash of logos from a lot of firms that are confusingly arrayed on an image or a slide and presented like a big toss salad. So none of it really makes sense to us to a lot of our customers we speak to, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't help you understand what are the players in the AI market and how do they truly relate to each other. Yeah, when we look at some of these vendor classifications, like Ron said, it's just a lot of logos thrown up on a page. Some of them you can barely even make out what the company name is, let alone what they do how to find them. So we didn't like it. We've gotten a lot of feedback that that hasn't been great either. So we thought that, you know, we should probably do this because we'll do it well. So we're hoping that our vendor classification helps people make sense of all these companies, these technologies, and how they fit together. So in this podcast, we wanted to spend some time going over our classification system and the details and layers that make up our classification matrix. Right. So the general idea of why we're doing this classification is there are at least the ones that we've tracked over almost 3,000 companies that are producing technologies and solutions specifically for AI and marketing themselves and selling themselves as AI vendors. But they span the whole range of solutions that are specialized chips to databases to enabling technologies to highly specialized AI solutions for agriculture. So clearly these aren't all not only similar, but they're also not even at the same level on the stack. So when we put this together, we thought about the vendor ecosystem as if it was a big layer cake. And first of all, who doesn't love cake, right? You know, cake (laughs) is great. So, so, you know, it's for people that like, you know, on the top of the cake, you know, every layer of cake is tasty, right? There's every, you you can't say that there's one layer that's better than the other. It's just the same thing. Like these layers, top layer, bottom layer, middle layer, these are not levels of quality that the top layer is better than the bottom layer. These are just different layers of the cake and they're all equally tasty. And so from our perspective, we see that there are really four big layers of kinds of AI vendors that solve different classes of problems. And each layer sort of builds on the next, just like a cake. At the bottom layer enables the most basic of AI technologies, then the next layer above that builds on top of that and adds some more capabilities. And the next layer on top of that adds more capabilities and is more specific to particular problems. At the very top layer, they add even more capabilities and they're even more specific. And so the reason why we say it this way is that each layer kind of builds upon the previous so that we can understand how maybe some vendors relate to other vendors in terms of their relationship, but also some vendors at the top end of the stack have to pull a lot of technologies together to make their solution work. So at the bottom layer is what we call the AI and machine learning infrastructure layer of vendors. And at this layer, we're really looking at vendors that are trying to provide technology that helps make AI reality, but isn't necessarily specific to AI. 
So it's data storage, compute, data cleansing, all that sort of stuff. And we're going to in this podcast we're going to go into details what what all the specifics are. The next layer above that are technologies that are specifically built for AI to help you realize some AI goal. We call these AI enabling technologies. So these are things like natural language and computer vision and a bunch of enabling things. And these things are specifically built for AI, but not for a particular application of AI. So that next layer above that are what we call the horizontal applications of AI. Now we're going to take these technologies that we have at the lower level of AI enabling technology, and we're going to do something specific. Maybe we're going to make chatbots. Maybe we'll make autonomous vehicles. Maybe we'll do predictive analytics or make some voice assistance. These are not for a particular industry, but they are for a particular application. And at the top layer is what we call the industry-specific applications of AI. This is when we're solving a particular set of problems for a particular group of people. So it could be an industry like agricultural or sales and marketing, or it could be a problem area like cybersecurity. Either way, you can't use those applications for other domains, even if the set of technologies is the same because they're not built for that particular problem. So now that we... We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative, vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. So now that we've spent a little bit of time laying out what each layer of our layer cake is, we want to dig into each layer a little bit more. So we'll also be posting links to the recent articles that we have produced on this, as well as images in the show notes, so that you can get a visual understanding of how this looks. We know that for all of our podcasts, we don't typically need visual add-ons with it, but it might be helpful for this one. So we'll make sure to post that. So at the lowest level of the layer cake, we have these technologies that are very broad and general in helping develop and implement AI, machine learning, and just a broad range of cognitive technology. So as Ron said, these solutions aren't necessarily purpose-built for AI and ML, but they provide necessary underlying infrastructure technology from these vendors that specialize in that infrastructure. So primary categories in this section include AI-enhanced data science platforms, AI-optimized big data management, AI-optimized compute devices and hardware, and data engineering and preparation. Right. So especially a lot for those folks who are early in their, or at least have started their AI journeys a while ago, when a lot of the technologies that are out there from the vendors didn't exist, these infrastructure providers just provided the basic capabilities. So you could take your big data platform or your data science platform, and maybe it didn't have anything that was AI specific, or maybe it had a little bit and you put a toolkit on top of it, or you put some additional tools on top of the big data platform, on top of the data science platform, or maybe you had a cloud provider that had cloud compute. And maybe when you first started, they didn't have anything specific for AI, but now they do. They have things that will accelerate training and accelerate operationalization. And the same thing for data engineering. As we all know, that most of the time you spend in AI projects is just cleaning up your data. Now, you need to clean up your data no matter what the application is, whether you're using it for databases or content or AI. But it just happens that there are a set of vendors out there that have solutions specific to data engineering and preparation that help with the AI journey. 
So just to dig a little bit deeper into that category of the AI-enhanced data science platforms, we actually see two different kinds. We see data science platforms that have built-in AI support that can do various algorithms. So there may be the data science notebooks that you may be familiar with, with a little extra AI stuff. We also see data science and machine learning project management tools, tools that basically can help you manage a data science project. For big data management, we see both big data platforms that basically can help you track all the big data and visualization platforms that can help you chart and graph, but have the magic of machine learning in there. On the compute side, we basically are seeing AI-accelerated hardware. We just talked a little bit about that, the chips in the online cloud computing stuff, but we also see edge devices that basically can do AI at the edge, neural interfaces that basically, that's the crazy stuff, interfacing with your brain, (laughs) and then people who are building specialized chipsets. And then finally, on the data engineering and preparation front, we see both folks who are helping with data prep, the cleaning and management of data, but also the labeling of data. And we have a report that's going to be coming out soon. You'll be hearing a little about that, that talking both about the data prep and labeling. The next layer in our AI vendor landscape are AI-enabling technologies. So one level up from infrastructure, these tools and technologies and solutions are specifically and only adapted for AI and cognitive technology applications. So in other words, these solutions can't really be used for non-AI applications without inappropriately shoehorning them in. So because of this, these are really truly technologies that enable specific AI and ML application, which others can then build their own AI and ML applications on top of. So within this layer of AI-enabling technologies, we've identified a few of these primary categories. That's advanced robotics, computer vision, autonomous vehicle enablement, content intelligence, machine learning platforms, and natural language understanding. Yeah, and I think most of those are pretty obvious, so we don't need to spend too much time going into detail of all of them, but I think some of them need a little explanation. The thing about robotics is that, as we've talked about many times before, robots on their own are not intelligent. So the kinds of robotics that we would talk about in the context of AI-enabling technology would have to be more intelligent. So you know, we've talked about the cobots, we've talked about hardware that basically understands the surroundings, we've talked about robotic operating systems that are built with machine learning. And for computer vision, we've talked about this many, many times. So all the anything that's happening in computer vision right now is enabled. And there's a bunch of different categories that if you look at our research, we kind of divide it up a little bit farther in there. The autonomous vehicle enablement one is interesting because these aren't the autonomous vehicles themselves. But there's a bunch of vendors out there that'll help provide technology that'll help you make an autonomous vehicle. An autonomous vehicle could be a car, but it could also be a factory a bot or a plane or a boat, a boat. or whatever. <laughs> so there's a bunch of vendors in that space. The areas that we're going to spend a little bit more time on are the areas of content intelligence, which for those who are not in the industry, that may be a new term. And that's a few things. It's content summarization, technologies that can read and understand content and generate some summary of it. There are tools that basically can help capture data from documents Mm -hmm. and do a document analysis. So it's not the dumb OCR stuff, but it's taking that to the next level and really trying to understand documents. And then there's a whole category around unstructured data intelligence, which is taking the data that's already in digital format. It's just in emails or voice or whatever, and trying to get some intelligence on that. The part that Kathleen mentioned earlier about the machine learning platforms, this is the area that there's a bit of a battle going on to own the machine learning platforms. So there's cloud-based platforms, just machine learning development platforms that you can build on your laptop or wherever. There's a category called machine learning as a service, which you might think is the same as CloudML, but is really not because the whole idea with CloudML is like, they'll just give you a bunch of tools. You can build whatever you want from a developer perspective, but there is a bunch of vendors who will say, we will provide an environment for you to build machine learning stuff, but a lot of it's kind of wizard 
words and drag and drop. And so we had different levels of it. We spent a lot of time talking about AutoML during our predictions podcast, so you should listen to that, but it's solutions that will automatically do machine learning and, of course, doing machine learning at the edge. The only other applications are what Kathleen mentioned around natural language understanding. We talk a lot about that. We just divide the universe between natural language generation, processing, translation, which is a whole other thing, and common sense understanding, which machines don't have right now. The next major layer of the AI vendor landscape classification are horizontal applications of AI to particular problem areas. So these problem areas might not be aimed at a specific industry or class of industry problems, which is why they're called horizontal applications. But they are built in such a way that they aren't meant to be repurposed for a different class of AI application, even if it's closely related. So for example, voice assistants are a horizontal application of AI. That's how we're classifying them because they are a particular implementation of AI for a particular problem but not one aimed at a specific industry. So you can use voice assistants for a wide range of features, but you can't use voice assistants to generate text content, automatically drive a vehicle, provide charts and analysis for decision support, or automate business processes, for example. These are different horizontal applications of AI. You can, however, build industry or domain-specific applications on top of these horizontal applications, which is why they aren't at the top of the layer cake. So for anybody who's built, say, an Alexa skill, you're building an industry-specific application on top of the horizontal application. That's the voice assistant. So the voice assistant might do anything, but if you build a travel skill, that's for that industry. So you can kind of see how these things relate. So digging a little bit deeper here, in this area of horizontal applications, we actually see a lot of categories of autonomous machines. We were just kind of hinting at that before. We know not only do we have autonomous cars, so that's a whole horizontal category and trucks, but we're starting to see more like office robots and home robots, manufacturing bots or just for manufacturing manufacturing, warehouse bots, delivery and logistics bots. We actually just posted a news article to our site about parking bot. I'll just pick up your car and I'll move it to a spot. It's really wacky. And so I think we posted earlier about the hotel bots where they were doing room service. And hospitals, we've talked about that as well, where there's bots that can deliver items to various right. rooms. You might think of that as being industry specific, but they're not really industry specific because it's sort of like maybe the parking bot if it's just for parking, but I'm sure you can use that same bot for other purposes. The other category is conversational systems. Now, these are building on top of of the natural language understanding, which we said was at the lower level of the stack. So this is now you're going to take that and you're going to do something. So it's chatbots are in that category. Voice assistants are in that category. Intelligent messaging platforms, conversational development platforms, where you can develop whole conversation streams. And there are tools that actually that'll help you understand, that'll listen to voice content or text content and give you intelligence. Be like, oh, they're talking about this topic or something like that. The only other interesting categories in the horizontal layer are intelligent document processing, taking the content intelligence to the next level, content contracts and document management, the whole space of operations intelligence, which includes both automatically figuring out business optimization metrics and the whole crazy space of cognitive automation is in the horizontal layer in the operations intelligence sector. And of course, the area of intelligent data aggregation analysis. Now, another area that we're going to probably be spending more time in this podcast and definitely in our research is the area of predictive analytics and decision support. This is an application of AI. So you're using AI for something that's to help you make a decision better. This is the machine learning is really good at this. It's good at finding patterns. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, what do you do with these patterns? So it's decision support, like, should I expand my operations into blah, blah, blah? What is the impact of this trade tariff on my business? How is Brexit going to kill my... 
You can actually, machine learning will, will can figure out the answers to those questions. Predictive analytics, like what will happen if we keep going this direction? Also simulations, like you do the whole like putting the mouse through the maze. What if you could do that with your business? And of course, what we call situational awareness. That's taking all the data happening outside of your world and synthesizing it and saying, it looks like something's happening here. So you should probably pay attention to that. And of course, the only other area that we look at for horizontal applications is what we call task assistance. So it's kind of like purpose built for something like scheduling or being your personal assistant. We'll have to keep an eye on that space. But that's basically the horizontal portion of the market. Now for the top layer. This is the biggest layer by far. This is industry and domain-specific applications of AI. So in fact, over 70% of the vendors, and we follow about 3,000 vendors that Ron said earlier, are in this industry and domain-specific applications of AI. This means that their solutions are not meant to enable you to build other solutions on top of their offerings, nor do they provide general AI and ML infrastructure or horizontal applications that we just went over. And they don't provide that to a wide range of industries or domain applications. Because of this, our top layer is extremely diverse with dozens of further categories and distinctions. We have identified a large number of primary categories, and I'll go through them now, and then we can talk a little bit more in depth. So that's agriculture, automotive, and these are vendors who are working within the traditional automotive industry. This doesn't include autonomous vehicles or enabling technologies for autonomous vehicles that we had talked about in the last layer. Creative applications, customer experience, security and cybersecurity, education and knowledge, energy utilities and chemicals, finance, gaming, entertainment, and relationships, health and medical, human resources, insurance, internet of things and device management, IT, application development and professional services management, legal, manufacturing, news and content, pharma and life sciences, real estate, retail and e-commerce, sales and support, and supply chain and logistics. So we know that was a lot that I just went through. But we (laughs) we felt that it was important and we needed all of them. Yeah, because there's so many vendors doing stuff in that space. Just the sales and marketing grouping alone has some ridiculous number. Something crazy. And it would take us a long time on this podcast to further, because we've actually further defined each one of these categories into further distinctions. The reason why is because even within something like, say, sales and marketing, there are tools that can do marketing automation and there are tools that can basically do advertising optimization. There are tools that can do a sales enablement. They're tools that can basically help you retain your customers and reputation. And they're all different. You, you can't compare them to like, oh, well, this tool that does leads is the same as this tool that basically helps me place my ads. It's like, well, oh, they're not exactly the same, but they're in the same category. And I think that's really interesting. I think really our observations here is we are starting to see some interesting groupings. As we just mentioned, actually, there's a true fact. Sales and marketing is one of the largest categories in terms of total number of vendors that we track. But health is probably... Second. Yeah. And yeah. it's everything from like diagnostics and imaging to a personal wellness, to helping manage sort of patient care, to like digital surgery. There's all sorts of stuff happening there. And also lots of stuff happening in the whole customer support and Mm -hmm. customer experience. What does that mean? Well, that means with so many vendors focusing on those markets, that means you're definitely going to see AI there. You're going to, if people say, where is AI? It's like, look at this list of categories. AI is everywhere. And especially in the markets where there's so much like cybersecurity, that's being forever changed by AI. Because if you can spot a pattern, if a machine is able to spot a pattern, then why would you need to have like some malware database? It's like you just figure out what's happening and it can respond even when that threat has never existed before. So that's how AI is changing pretty much all of that. Yeah. So our classification and categorization is extensive and exhausting on purpose. We want to provide the most comprehensive, detailed, and robust evaluation of the AI vendor landscape out there. 
But we also understand that this classification is just a starting point. Like we said, we're tracking 3,000 vendors. We have a lot of categorizations. But even we generalized a little to include some of these vendors in categories. We're using this classification as a way of organizing these vendors so that we can perform deep analysis and research into these various markets for these AI offerings. So definitely stay tuned for that as well. Yeah. And one of the things you might notice if you're following our research is that we've actually grouped some of these categories together into reports. We're going to write reports and basically don't be surprised that the reports are basically following our classification here. So as I just hinted, you know, one of the first reports to come out this year is on the whole data preparation, engineering, and labeling space. And so we have those multiple categories within data engineering, but they're all related to the problem of my data is not clean or I need to enhance my data with labeling so I can train it. So we're focusing on that. So it shouldn't be much of a surprise. And we hope really the industry follows us, you know, really starts looking at our classifications because the charts that we see out there are just the most random mishmash of stuff. It's impossible to like come up with any sort of classification and the vendors agree with us on that. And either they don't have a lot of companies listed or they have companies listed and their logos are so small you really can't even make out what company it is. So listeners, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll definitely be posting the articles that have images and further descriptions in the show notes so that you can go back and really digest this. We know it was a lot to take in, but it's very important to us. So we'll also post any related articles and concepts in the show notes as well. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.